Hey guys, Ian here with another episode of Unleash and Unhinged, the podcast where we talk about all things dog. Dog training, dog behaviour, dog health, literally anything you can think about when it comes to dogs, we'll talk about on here. We hope you enjoy the episode. back hello this week we're going to probably not definitively answer anything but <laughs> we will talk about definitively <laughs> exactly that's what I, I was about to say answer and then i realized that would be a lie okay. um conversation yeah we're going to chat about um should you or should you not give your dogs bones because some people swear by it. Some people are so scared of the idea that it's the last thing that they would do with their dogs. Um, and as ever, the answer is it depends. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it depends. What are the things that you might, what would you say it depends on? Probably one of the first ones, the type of eater. So if you have a... Um, a gobbler or a swallower, like a non-chewer. Talking about somebody that eats bones. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just eats in general. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help it. <laughs> oh dear. Someone who eats, but actually a dog, right? So let's clarify: <laughs> a dog that consumes their food in a hurriedly way. Yep. Is that clear enough? Yep. That could be a potential risk, depend, obviously depending on what sort of bone. Dogs that don't have great teeth. Yeah. So if they do have issues with, with their... So like soft, some, like some dogs might like have not enough calcium and their teeth might literally be soft. Yep, and... soft teeth. Or if they have a mouth with um, the jaws not big enough for the teeth they have. Mm-hmm. So some of your more brachiocephalic dogs, I wouldn't be giving... Squishy face dogs. Squishy face, sorry. Um, I probably That's wouldn't... a technical term. Thank you, yes. Well, I wasn't technical before, so I thought I'd just be <laughs> a lot more clear. So those types of dogs I probably wouldn't. Although, I mean, you might give those types of dogs chicken necks. Yeah, which would probably come under the bone category, wouldn't it? Yeah, or chicken wings. Again, if they're not, you know, inhalers of their food. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else? Severe resource garters? Yeah. I wouldn't be – with that, well, I'd work with them first, but, yeah, I wouldn't be giving them bones because that could be a potential risk for both sides. Yeah, wouldn't give the dog that's got – wouldn't give the dog something that they've got the potential to guard, period. That's not limited to bones, is it? No. Because um, that would just set the dog up to fail. It depends on the type of bone as well. Like the chicken neck uh, is obviously – one, mm-hmm. but then you've got so many different types as well. You know, little ribs, you've got different animals, you've got different limbs, and different things are going to serve different purposes, I think. What are the reasons that you hear that you shouldn't give dogs bones? Crack teeth. Yep. Which generally comes from if, if the dog doesn't have great teeth in the first place, or... If they just have 
So for me, if when I was giving my boy bones, uh, it would be predominantly muscle and meat with very little bone. So mm-hmm. it would be a turkey leg or yep. a lamb shank or a chicken frame, which the, the bone density isn't that thick yep. for him to break down in his mouth or his stomach. But leg bones, you know, like cow leg bones and those sorts of things, and especially if you have a dog that just doesn't give up. Yeah, uh, the relentless children. So there was once I gave Archie a leg bone and uh, he did not want to stop. He just was pretty consistent and I never gave him one again. Yeah, yeah. So if looking at the bone density of the the animal part of the bone that you're giving them, I think is important. So things like you said, you know, ribs and stuff, the density of them isn't as thick as a leg bone. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm. Like that particular joint is a weight-bearing joint and it needs to be denser and mm. stronger because that's part of what its function is for that animal that was when it was alive. Now, cooked bones. No, splinters. Yeah, exactly. That's just a big fat no-no, isn't it? Don't give the cooked bones. So don't, just don't. It splinters and then it's just going to cause all kinds of problems inside the dog. Uh, mm. Sharp, pointy bits that potentially pierce the intestine and all kinds of problems. So no cooked bones. But you know what's funny? When I was growing up, probably not funny, but I was a kid, so I don't know if that this actually happened. But when I was growing up, dogs got scraps, mm-hmm. and that include included cooked chicken bones, cooked pork bones, cooked whatever mum had cooked. It was just thrown outside to the dog. Yeah. But obviously the knowledge wasn't there 30 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, and there's always stories in everything that eventually we kind of learnt about and went, ah, we shouldn't do that anymore. There's always going to be stories of, well, my dog was fine. And good. Good for you, man. Yeah, I'm not going to risk that. Yeah, and that's, yeah, you know, like now we know better, so we do better, right? Mm-hmm. Some people. Yeah. Well, some people don't know about it. That's why we're doing this today. Um, some people do, we just don't. That's also the case. We've just, they've probably turned off by now. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, you know, <laughs> go you. Um, <laughs> ignorance is bliss. Um, Isn't it just? <laughs> but, um, yeah. Uh, I feel like crack teeth is the main reason why. say crack I mean, crackheads. I mean, if you're not listening to this, you're definitely a crackhead. <laughs> but, um, Wacko Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, yeah, crack teeth seems to be the main reason I hear it. And mm. for me, it has to you just have to apply a little bit more critical thought, right? Like, mm. you know, if your dog has cracked a tooth uh, before, don't give them bones. That's just a recipe for disaster because you know your dog's got probably going to crack a tooth again in the future. We don't need to speed that process up. Mm. Teeth are pretty valuable to our dogs. But it shouldn't be something that we blanket rule either. Like a blanket rule of no bones is naive in in some instances. Yeah. And I think when it comes to food and so many different aspects of 
um, caring for your dog, there are a lot of opinions, right? Like there is in, in a lot of parts, well, all parts of life. But there has to be basis of fact, right? Like we can have opinions. You know, I can have a, yeah. certain opinions on certain things, but those opinions are based on. your facts get in the way of my opinions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my opinions would be based on the knowledge or education I choose to take in, yeah. right? So I think that's where, you know, opinions can get flared up and we go, oh, you know, this, that, and the other thing. But I think when it comes to strange things I've heard, you know, oh, you know, your dog doesn't need to have bones to clean their teeth. They just need to eat, you know, dry food. The first half of that's right. Right. So like the first half of it, dogs don't need bones to, to um, clean their teeth. Correct. Mm. It's not the only way to clean dogs' teeth. No, that's right. But then the presumption that dry food would then clean them is a presumption. Which always makes me kind of think of if, if dry food cleans an animal's teeth, mm. then why do we brush our teeth and go to the dentist? Why am I not eating Anzac biscuits first thing in the morning and last thing at night? What do you mean? I do. And I haven't been to the dentist since I was 15. No, I have. <laughs> right? But that would I'm be the sure argument, your right? Life would yeah. not be. <laughs> but that would be the argument, right? Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that uh, yeah, that by that logic, it's not. It's a false logic, isn't it? Mm. Um, Otis is on fire today with his barking. Good on him. Told you, Wacko Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Otis is Wacko every day. I was giving him an out. Yeah, I'm not going to let him have that. <laughs> Bastard. The, um, so is that as much we do see extreme reasons to not give dogs bones. We also see extreme reasons for people to continue giving their dogs bones. So they'll continually give the dogs bones because that's their belief system. The dogs must have bones mm. um, and they're cracking teeth left, right and centre. Or the other one might be they are giving a type of bone that has got a really high fat content and it's causing diarrhea mm-hmm. every day or most days. And either one would be just silly to continue with. Because <laughs> I think when it comes to if people have never given bones, because I'm asked that when I've seen clients, is it okay to give my dog bones? The conversation is always... I, first I ask, what do you currently feed your dog mm. now? So if the dog is predominantly on or only on dry food, um, I steer clear from saying, yes, you can, without any sort of caveats. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can, but let's let's work our way to something else because a lot of dogs that are on just dry food, their digestive system is is very narrow. Not narrow, but in terms of its variability. Yeah, it's of not, how not it very can, flexible and, it's, and can be intolerant to other things. To pretty much anything else. Yeah. Um, so it, it may start with things like chicken necks and see how they go with that and then may, might increase to turkey wings depending on the you know the size and the breed of dog and then going okay well maybe we'll look at chicken frames Mm. and you know steering clear of things like marrow bones and and you know big lamb shanks and all that kind of stuff and kind of just getting the digestive system used to other foods that aren't predominant aren't just that 
kibble baseline. Having some, yeah, your gut, your dog's microbiome, the, the literally its tolerance level of like what it can and cannot tolerate is super important to consider there because, you know, one of the other things, not only like what you give them, but the amount. Yeah. So let's take one of the puppies in our school. They might go, right, okay, we're going to suddenly start feeding loads of treats and all of a sudden the dog sort of runs. That's not surprising mm. but we can um i would think of it like um what's the word like microdosing right so you just go here's a little bit of something mm. right so the first say, say it's a protein the dog's never had a protein the particular protein before like kangaroo mm. give your dog the chance to ingest the protein a little bit yeah and then go back to its normal diet for a few days expect there to be a bit of a stomach upset mm. There might be a little bit of diarrhea, even from just that little one bit. But what's happened is the bacteria in the gut has gone, thanks for that. Yeah, we've got some immunity to next time I receive this as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just going in too, too strong and giving your dog like a whole marrow, like, is going to, yeah, it's going to give them the shits, literally. But it's kind of like, we're kind of, I'm kind of steering off just bones, but food. When, you know, you go somewhere and they say, my dog's allergic to protein. Yeah. Yeah. But all protein. <laughs> well, I have a theory behind it. I've never heard that for the record. I have heaps. I've heard them say a particular protein. No, I have, I've had clients where I've gone in and they've given me, um, you know, carrot or... Remember one client, she had these two cocker spaniels and I came in and I had whatever, you know, treats I had. And she goes, no, 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 the dogs are allergic to protein. And I went, all protein? They went, yep. Is that so, all our lentils? Good point. Um, she gave me, then gave me a cup of cucumber and carrots mm. as treats for the dogs, which they loved, which yeah. was fine. Okay. But it was more like protein meat. She made my face how I feel about salad. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, the whole song, you don't make friends with salad, is, you know, a lie because I eat lots of salad and I have friends. <laughs> it was a low-hanging fruit, so I took it. And so... <laughs> I'm going to ignore that by reading this. Uh, what would you, hey, guys, Huey gets an upset stomach with bones. What would you suggest when we use the clean to, what we use to clean his teeth? You can train them, train him to clean his teeth, like with a little different ways you can do it. Yeah. Um, you have to gradually condition him to first, bit you being okay with opening his lips. I won't give the technical word. Um, and you are oh, rubbing your fingers. I nearly said fingering the mouth, but I've said it now. <laughs> We're having low-hanging low fruits and things. It's a low bar today. It is a low bar. <laughs> um, you've got to condition him to be able to um, accept you moving your fingers around his teeth on the outside and then the inside. So you'd, you'd start with, and it depends what he's okay with. Every dog is different. Um, my housemate's dog... I could clean his teeth no problem. Like he's very happy with handling. Um, other dogs not so much. Mm. So you really sort of start with seeing how Huey is with you moving your finger around his teeth and just start off slowly. 
you might just put your finger in his mouth and you could start with something like peanut butter just so it's, you know, a positive association but also you're not straight sticking something nasty in his mouth and then just gradually start getting him used to that movement. And you can name it but you want to start really slowly. They do Mm. make meat-flavoured. Yeah, meat-flavoured dog toothpaste. Dog toothpaste. And there are little... um, like thimbles that you can put on your finger that you can put the toothpaste on to use to get rid of some of that plaque. And then, you know, if you you want to get to the point of opening his mouth, you can condition him to do that. But it's it's just gradual yeah, conditioning. Wouldn't manhandle it because you can ruin it. Um, but you just want to start. You know, every dog is different. You want to see where you are to see how he is when you... And even if you give the dog something, oh, like, <laughs> even if you the bar is low today. Oh, yeah, <laughs> even if we give our dog something else to chew that isn't a bone, like a dentist stick, or choose uh, the right dentist sticks though, and, and even, read the ingredients. Read the ingredients. Please, yeah. Read the ingredients. The um the other things like like tendons, things like that, they'll help. But typically, even then, right, our dogs will have a prominent chewing side. And so you're still going. It's still not going to do a full job. So that's why teeth cleaning is important. And if that's our goal for the bones, yeah, it's not going to do everything. It's not going to do a good enough job necessarily. That we probably still would need to do some actual manual cleaning of our dog's teeth. Like Django, when I got him, he'd already he just had thirteen out, and he's had eight more because mm. like. His mouth is like a war zone. It's 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 been it's awful. And um, those brachycephalics, those squishy face dogs, typically the bacteria builds up super fast because yeah. it's just not meant to be. The face isn't meant to be that squished. So Otis is the same, and we're going to have to watch that as he gets older, and he's going to have to go and get um, annual teeth cleans because his plaque build up is. It's like Usain Bolt. It's so bloody fast. So, mm. I mean, we're tired now, but it's still fast. Um, but, you know, it's uh, that sort of thing. But, yeah, so when it comes to things that – that's the other thing, and not just for things that you can clean the teeth, but other things you can give the dog to chew that aren't bones. Mm. So, like, one of my favourites, I don't have one on me, but it's a goat bone. Yeah. It's softer than a bone, but it still takes the, uh, and quite a lot of time. Sometimes, not for every dog, but you've got the antlers, the antlers. Now, they're even harder than bones. So yeah, they're some, pretty bad, actually. Yeah. But, yeah. They're, but they're, they're be good, but, yeah, they're good just for the hard. right dog, but completely awful for yeah. the wrong dog. Mm. You've got, I've got some dogs that we look after that it would take them a week to get through a kangaroo tendon because they're that small. Mm. That would do the same job as a bone for a bigger dog. I found they, I actually didn't find a client, um, had it with her dog and I bought one and it was Himalayan. Yak chew. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. All it was was cheese and lime. Yeah. And some salt. Yeah. And that lasted him a couple of days. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there are other options outside of bones for chewing, but that's predominantly for, you know, for chewing. But even with bones and cleansing teeth, you um, touched on depending on which side the dog is prominent on. Mm. So some dogs will chew from one side to the other, but where they're really chew- chewing is the molars and the back teeth and their canines. It's the incisors at the front. 
then I think that's where that's where it can become a problem. It's a good idea to learn to clean your dog's teeth, especially the the front, uh, because they don't chew on anything. Like you never see a dog chewing kibble with you know the no, front of their teeth no. with their incisors. So whether you give your dog bones or chews, it's understanding that it's those front teeth uh, that do can be quite neglected. Um, so yeah, I guess going back to reasons why I'd give my dog a bone. It's probably not to clean the teeth. Like, mm. I would see that as a benefit, but it wouldn't even do the full thing. But uh, it would be nice. It's a nice to have. It's not the actual reason. The reason why I would give my dog a bone is, first of all, it would be because it would really enjoy it. Mm. So that would be nice for the dog to have. It's really kind of instinctual to just go, oh, this is amazing. Always doing that and in a situation, as we touched on earlier, without the opportunity to resource guard. Mm. But the other reason why I do it is going back to that, I want to actually build my dog's microbiome because the healthier that is, the healthier my dog is. Mm. And so building flexibility in my dog's microbiome and its tolerance literally improves my dog's health. And that is something that I would try. And, yeah, look, if my dog consistently... Even if I went in slowly and tried to build it so much generally, but then it started having the runs, I would sure I'd knock it on the head because my goal was to improve its health, not mm. decrease it by giving it the runs all the time. Mm. But it would be something I would look at and try. Yeah. I have a multi-dog household and Otis has got a history of not being great with other dogs around him and food. So these guys actually don't get bones. Mm. But the day that we're in a single dog household, that I would consider changing that. When it comes to resource guarding, and I'm not gonna dive into this in too much detail, but I think it's really important to remember, we give things to our dogs for them to enjoy. Mm. And as soon as we start seeing resource guarding or behavioral or behavioral or physical health concerns as a result of what we gave them, it kind of defeats the point in the first place. Right, so it's like, yeah, oh, well, the dog loves it. But it also, he guards it and that causes fear and anxiety, man. No. So, <laughs> right. But that's a different topic and we'll talk that's about that another day. Yeah, we will. So that's Bones. That's Bones. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Didn't really answer any questions, but hey. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> See you later. Thanks so much for listening. That's it for this week, guys. If you ever want to ask questions, give feedback, or just provide some suggestions regarding the podcast, find me on Ian Shivers Dog Advocate on Instagram. I'll be happy to help. If you're feeling really generous, leave us a review on whatever platform it is that you're listening to this podcast on. And if you want to nerd out more with us, then find our sponsors because they're the ones that make all of this possible. See you next week. This episode has been sponsored by Bondo Behaviorist. Bondo Behaviorist is a Sydney-based dog training and behavior company. I found it back in 2015. We've got a small but dedicated team of dog trainers and behavior consultants. We've helped over 4,000 people at this point with everything in between, helping people set up their new lives with their puppy or adopted dog, to working with people that have come to us to help them with dog training and behavior concerns. For more information, go to bondobehaviorist.com or find us on Instagram or Facebook at Bondo Behaviorist.